Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to another episode of the Living for a Living podcast, episode number lucky 21. Living for a living, baby. How you doing? <laughs> oh, and I'm going to be honest with you a little bit today. I'm kind of having one of those days, you know? Um, I can't really explain why. Just kind of woke up feeling a little less energy, a little less vibes than normal, but that's all right. You know, kind of back to my little point I made last week about the victor or the victim. I think I woke up feeling like the victim a little bit today and I can't even, like I said, I don't have a reason why it just kind of was one of those days. I mean, it's evident I'm, I'm having a beer while I'm doing this rather than juice or water or coffee. Like I normally do. But actually this beer is super good. I've been trying to test out some Czech beers out here because uh, they're basically free. <laughs> I mean, dude, it's it's crazy. Like I went out with uh, after coaching the, the youth team last week with the guy, the other guy who was coaching with me. And, you know, together we had three, four beers, and it ended up being 80 crown, which 100 crown is about four euro, so four bucks, basically. (laughs) So it was less than three, you know, I mean, I I saw the bill and I was like, what? Like, how is that even possible? And my problem is, I don't really, the couple beers I've been having, my Czech people out there, I've had... I've had uh, Jezik, Jezik, and uh, which means hedgehog. They also have wild hedgehogs out here in Czech Republic. I've been seeing those. And for whatever reason, I really like hedgehogs. And like, I want a pet hedgehog. So I might have to catch one. No, I'm playing. Um, but I've had that. That sucked, to be honest. That tastes just like Coors Light or Bud Light back home. And I don't drink that. Um and I forget what I had with the other guy, but I, I could use some recommendations. I'm an IPA guy by heart, you know. I'm hipster Seattle guy, you know. So I like I like the IPA. I like it real hoppy, bro. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I picked this one up from the store. It's a little Bernard IPA. I don't know if it's Czech or yeah, it is Czech. All right, and. Oh, shit's good. I like that. I like that a lot. I also got... Here, let me see what else I got. This is the advantage of doing it in my kitchen. I can just open the refrigerator behind me. Craft beer, APA. I don't know. Maybe I'll try this one tonight, too. We'll see. But there's like a craft brewery spot... Oh, excuse me, in town that I've been going to. And it's a little overpriced for dinner, but some craft brew on tap for, I mean, it's expensive, I guess, for check, but it's like 30 or 40 crown for a big glass, which is, like I said, about a buck 50. And in the States, that would be, in Seattle, that'd be seven, eight dollars. So, that's a that's a nice thing. So when it when it comes to that, it's almost free. I'm not a huge drinker or anything, but um, I like to I like to indulge every now and then. So that's been been kind of nice. Been but but I need some recommendations. So if I could get drop in the comments for me, throw me a recommendation, something to try, whether it's out out you know at a bar or something I can pick up at the store. You know, I'm I'm pleased this is going to be a go-to for me, the Bernard IPA, and it comes in a cool little bottle. I like that. The aesthetics of it looks good. It's a clean logo. So, yeah. Um, also, I want to start by saying this. I said it in the very last part of last episode, which was a long one, is if you got any questions or comments or anything regarding the podcast and, you know, something you want me to talk about, the question might ask, 
you know, shoot me a message, whether it be Facebook, Instagram. If you know me and you got the WhatsApp, throw me a voice message, video message. We'll throw it on here. We got a couple of them we're going to get to. Appreciate everybody who did uh, throw me a message and a question and some very different topics. Um, But, you know, just as something to kind of... I always got some stuff on my mind that I want to talk about, but just something, you know, maybe you're thinking something and want to hear what I'm thinking and maybe we're different. Maybe we're the same. I don't know. That's kind of the whole point of all this. So if, if you ever got a question or concern or you like something, you don't like something, you know, let me know. Let's talk about it. You know, that's, that's the point of this whole thing. And so we'll get to those questions, uh, in a little bit, but um, what else we got going? Oh yeah. Yesterday, first time getting back into doing the vlog game. You know, we had a little training camp yesterday, two practices, um, which went, which went decent, was a little frustrated at certain times, but also looking back now, um, it went well. And was a big step for us. And so I, I got the vlog coming with kind of just the daily Czech life. Or not the Czech, my my life in Czech Republic. And um, yeah, if, if you've seen the Nepal ones, I don't know if it's going to be as like artsy as those. You know, with the, with the Nepal stuff. I had just so much, so much content. And it was such a like foreign place that I was literally videoing everything. And um, I really tried to make it almost each episode like a piece of art. And so sometimes an episode would take me like a week or two to do and really, really finalize. This I'm going to make it just try and make it much more like daily or week. But I'll probably release it weekly or maybe bi-weekly. I don't know. I got to see how quick I can do it. I don't want to spend as much time on it, you know, throwing it together, syncing everything up with the music. Um, you know, I'm still going to try to do that, but I, I don't want to, I don't want to spend as much time as I had on the Nepal stuff. And so it'll be a little bit more talking, a little more day to day kind of stuff, uh, getting to see the guys that I'm interacting with, you know, whether it be at practice or at the gym or, you know, I got my Nepalese spot, which, you know, it's kind of a little intro to this first episode. Um, but it was kind of weird getting back into the the mode of being the guy with the camera. And I'll admit, I don't like being that guy at all. Like, I dislike it, you know, I, I because I get super self-conscious with it, but Ultimately, you know, I, I always, as I'm walking by, you kind of always get some weird looks, especially I feel like I get some weird looks out here anyway. I don't think I fit in specifically, but it just could be my own self-conscious biased, you know, and, um, you know, but I, especially if I got the GoPro or I got the, the camera in front of me, I get someone kind of looking at me like, what the hell? And it ultimately just came down to like an idea that I had is like, no one really gives a fuck about what you're doing, you know? And that sounds super negative. Um, <laughs> like, but no one really cares. You know, they, they care like people are going to watch. And I, I don't mean that, but I mean in the moment where we get so self-conscious about doing something, cause we're thinking about what the other person is thinking in reality, like no one cares. Or if they care, they care for five seconds. You know, you walk by them, they see you, they look, they think, ah, okay, what's that? And then next thought comes into their head. And so it's kind of just like, do what the fuck you want to do. You know, like, do you. Live your life. You know, I was talking with my buddy Will last night, you know, and... We were talking about different avenues, taking, he has a podcast as well, the Flow Station podcast, and he's kind of been taking a break from it. Um, And, you know, he said he's kind of got some new ideas that he wants to get into, and I don't want to put it all out, but, 
you know, some creative ideas that are kind of putting himself out there and to express himself. And I was like, dude, that's dope because like at the end of the day, you got to do what makes you happy. You know, everyone, you're the main star of this movie, of your movie. I'm the main star of my movie. Like, you you better star in that shit, you know? Like, what's the point of being in the movie if you're not going to star? And so, I think we get a lot, of, really caught up in what other people are thinking about us. And I know I'm, this is, I'm speaking from my own self, you know, it took me probably shoot what happened. I got, I got my first GoPro when I graduated college in 2015 with the idea that I was going to do a vlog on my road trip back from East coast to West coast. Didn't end up using it. Didn't end up doing shit with it. Then I moved to Portugal, was in Portugal for two years, Poland for six months or so. And then I didn't start doing the vlog stuff until my second year in Portugal. So I'd had the GoPro for like three years, more or less. But I was always so concerned about what someone else would think or like passing people on the streets and all of that kind of stuff. And same thing with this podcast. Like I'd had the desire to do it for a long time. Had people tell me like, yo, you should do a podcast. Like I would tune in, I'd listen like, and ultimately, you know, I'm thinking about what some random friend from like high school might think or what my cousin might think or my mom, you know, I mean like my parents are supportive, but even like what my mom might think, you know, like, and it's like, what? Like they all got their own shit going on, you know, like, well, it's not, it, I don't know. And so ever since I just hopped into it, you know, I, I went back and watched some old clips from the pod with doing some guest episodes and like, uh, my one with Anthony Ireland, my homie that we got all kinds of connections. He's going to be playing in Czech Republic eventually, I think, cause we cross paths in the most ironic ways ever. No, I don't know. I don't know how good Czech basketball is. Um, I know y'all play a lot of sports out here though. That's that's been super cool. Um, yeah, actually. All right. Little tangent is, we, we practice and I'll throw with a couple guys on the team at this park in the next town over. Havlich Kubrot. Oh, my, my Czech pronunciation's getting nice, dog. And um, I couldn't even try to say that when I first got here. And um, it's this park. They got basketball courts, volleyball courts, soccer, football, a little workout spot. Um there's some like pond or river nearby because I always see dudes with fishing poles. And like you go there and there's kids just like hanging out, playing sports, playing music, all hanging out. And I like I told my guys that I was throwing with last week, I was like, yo, I don't feel like I'm in 2020 right now. I feel like I'm in like 2000 because... And I mean that in a really good way, like a really, really, really good way, because back in the States now, and I mean, I haven't been there permanently or, you know, too often, but that shit doesn't have, like kids aren't going to parks anymore. You know, like my nephews are 13 and 15 or something like that, 12 and 14. And like, you know, they do sports and they do activities and they go to school and all, but once they're done with all that. They're chilling at home playing video games or on the computer. And, you know, that's just my my short little sample size of it. But, I mean, you don't hardly ever see kids at the park like the way that the kids were at the park in Havlitschkubrat. I just want to keep saying it just to flex, you know. <laughs> and so... Yeah, what was what was I saying before that? What was I saying? That no one really cares? Shit, that's kind of the bad... When I get off on those tangents, sometimes I forget. Um, and I swear, this is only like my a third of the beer I've had. I haven't had any more than that. <laughs> but, um, yeah... Long story short, man, do you. 
Do what do whatever's gonna make you happy. Fuck what everybody else is thinking. Um because at the end of the day, it's 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 what you want that matters, you know. And I'm I'm not trying to preach. I'm reminding myself this shit right now because, like I said, I'm I'm feeling self conscious as I'm holding the camera out, and I'm doing that stuff. But I just know, like at the end of the day, I'm gonna be like, yo, this is what I want to do. I want to make some videos. I want to make some memories, like record some memories. And so, whatever this old lady and her granddaughter are looking at me funny for man fuck them I don't care you know like you know what I'm saying and so it's it's yeah it's funny I don't know I just something that's been on my mind with the vlog and I I was reminded that and you know I, I started the first time I really was doing the vlog game was in Nepal or yeah Nepal and then Thailand after that which I gotta finish those up Hopefully this month. I've been saying that shit forever. It's going on two years now. But we only got one more Nepal one left. I got to do the goodbye one. And I got to make that one like right to, to end the series. And then the Thailand one will be will be dope too. Um, but, you know, in Nepal, like where I was, I was in like a, a local area. So I was like the only white person walking around. So whether I had a camera or not, I was getting stared at the whole time and that it just made me like comfortable with it you know and and oh I was talking about Anthony Ireland that's what I was talking about and how you know it's that first step you know and this relates to the Nepal the Nepal was my first step for not caring basically and Anthony said you know the it's a quote he he heard is you know get started and then just get fancy later and that's a, a huge, huge thing for me. I'll, I'm going to link, uh, we'll, we'll post that one right there so he can do it. Um, and I can say my little piece with it because that, man, that's the key. Just get that first step going, get some momentum going. And then once you do that, you're rolling and it's not so scary anymore. So that's, that's what we're going to start with today. I, I promise. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to talk about COVID. I'm not going to talk about none of that shit today. Although the one funny thing, this is just straight comedy, is now in the Major League Baseball has started back up. And so when when the manager wants to argue with the umpire, they both have to put masks on and they have to keep social distancing while arguing. And I got a clip I'm going to link or I'm going to post right here. Put doop right there. And <laughs> it's hilarious to me because it's like, come on, man. Like the umpire is right next to the catcher, right next to every batter. Like uh, I know I'm, this is the only thing I'm saying on it, but none of the rules make any fucking sense. You know, like the coach has to put on a mask to go argue. Meanwhile, the umps next to everybody on the team pretty much at some point during the game. So is the manager. And so there's just going to be some miraculous contagion is that even a word contamination between the manager and the umpire i mean come on man like (laughs) the rules are just are comical to me they're so so comical you know like (laughs) i just i don't know i don't get it i never will I've, i've stopped trying to get it like i said i rock my mask on the bus and in the supermarket and let's let's get on with life, y'all. You know what I mean? Um something let's let's uh let's hop into the first question. I had my guy Jason, who's uh living in New York City. I know him back from the Issaquah days, and he sent me the new Kanye album art and asked, you know, hey, what do you think of this Kanye album art, bro? You know. First off, I'm excited for this new album because as of lately, I've started to go back and listen to Kanye's not old, old stuff, but like the most recent old stuff, Ye and and what the Life of Pablo or whatever, but but primarily Ye. And man, I mean, Kanye to me is one of the most creative geniuses that we've ever had with everything from the clothes and shoes to lyrics and 
producing and I mean Kanye is in a in a league of his own and you know I know he's getting a lot of flack right now for the craziness and going off the deep end and this and that and you know I he he's a self-admittedly has some you know bipolar uh mental issues um but I, I personally I don't think he is like off the deep end, like everyone's saying, there's there was some rumor that he checked himself into a hospital. So I, you know, I hope he's doing good. But you know, the the rally that he did, I vibed with a lot of the things he said. You know, and and maybe that's because I'm kind of a weird thinker myself. You know, I'm not trying to say I'm Kanye or nothing at all, but he he puts it out there, and he, like he's now he doesn't give a fuck and. He started crying when he was talking about the abortion thing or and him being aborted. And so like everyone's like, oh, he's having mental breakdowns. And it's like, dude, like that's a that's a real subject. Like talking about you not being here and abort you know, like that's some emotional shit. And so for him to get emotional over it and then then people to use that as a like a a knock on him, you know, the, the easiest thing to do in, for people in the, in the spotlight is to call them crazy and dis, you can dismiss anything they say when you call them crazy, you know, anything. And that's happened throughout the, the years. I mean, my, my few examples I always use is man, when Dave Chappelle packed up and went to Africa and said comedy central, like, fuck you. Like, you know, he left all that money on the table was, Oh, Dave Chappelle's crazy. Dave Chappelle's crazy. It's like, no, man, like he might have just he 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 got it. And he didn't want to be he didn't want to be controlled and and in that thing. And so, you know, Mel Gibson comes out like 10 years ago saying that Hollywood is bought and sold and runs on you know children's blood or like the parasites or you know, blood suckers. And I gotta I'll put the I'll put the exact quote, but you know, and then, oh, Mel Gibson's crazy. Oh, Mel Gibson's crazy. Ten years later. And, I mean, there's been people who have said stuff all throughout that decade. Um, but ten years later, it's starting to come out, man. It's slowly coming out. And so, this album art, this album cover, I mean, my, personally, I think, and this is just my own theory, you know, I, I think Kanye knows some shit. Like, he's been in the circles from music to fashion to, you know, now kind of politics. Like, he's got, you know, Kim. He's got, like, he knows some shit. And I'm sure he's seen some shit. And he's starting to speak out on it. And to me, I think he's kind of trying to separate himself from this evil that there definitely is, whether it's in Hollywood or politics or whatever. And if... I mean, let's let's keep it 100. Like, none of us can fathom what it's like to be Kanye. You know what I mean? Or to be, like, someone that much in the spotlight and to have people talk about you that don't know you and spread lies about. Like, none of us know what that's like. Let's, let's be straight up. Like, I'm, I feel like I'm good at, trying to put myself in other people's shoes, man, I can try, but I have no fucking clue what it's like to be Kanye. You know, none of us do. And so this album art to me, you know, I mean, it, it kind of like, it's got the sun and the, the clouds. I mean, and you know, it, I, I don't think Kanye is going to be here much longer. And that sucks to say, and that's a weird one to say. I tweeted about it the other day. Because if, in my opinion, if he keeps kind of speaking out and speaking some real shit like he is, like he's going to commit suicide or he's going to get in an accident at some point. And, um, you know, that's that's some alternative shit for you right there, I know. But um, that's that's just my theory. That's just me. I don't have a ton of reasoning for it or nothing like that. But... Um, that's just how I'm feeling it and how I'm seeing it. And I think he kind of knows that is what I'm, and 
I think he's maybe a little bit open to that, you know, with, you know, I, I said, I'm not going to talk about COVID and I'm just bringing this like with the whole COVID thing, like, man, and in everything, and this might be unpopular, I don't really know, but like, I'm not really scared to die, to be honest. I know this is getting a little bit dark, but this is kind of on the Kanye stuff. And I think a lot of us are living with an incredible amount of fear of death which is totally understandable. I mean, part of my beliefs is like, there's another one, like I got another one, I've already been living, I've already had some different lives, and I got another one coming after this. Um, or if I don't, then, you know, I've reached, I've reached where I need to be. Um, and so, I know that's maybe not fun to hear, I don't know. But that's just how I feel. And so, like, I've, I've always, this is a weird one. I never even thought about I was going to talk about this. It just popped in my head. But, like, when I'm on a plane sometimes and it gets a little rocky or whatever, you know, and, like, the idea, the thought pops into my head. and that Maybe it's common. Maybe it's for everybody. I don't know. I've never talked to anybody about this. Um, like, that the plane might go down. You know, I always wonder, like, how am I going to react to that? Like, will I freak out? Will I be the guy who's screaming like, oh, oh, like crying and stuff? Or like, will I just be calm with it? And I, it's easy to say right now because I'm not in that position. But I think, man, like for me, I, I feel I feel that everything happens for a reason, you know, and it is as it should be. And the timing is always right. And so for me, like if I'm supposed to go, I'm supposed to go. And I trust that whenever that is, like, that's how it's supposed to be. And so I, I just don't have this, like, fear of death. Because for me, it's like, if, if, if you fear death too much, like, you can't actually end up living. You know, and this is, shit, the brand, living for a living, man. Like, you know, that's a play on words from the, with everybody always asking you, like, oh, what do you do for a living? You know, I fucking hate that question. It just, it always comes in such a condescending way from somebody like, oh, well, how much should I respect you? What do you do for a living? And when I first started doing the football thing, I tell people that like you get kind of sideways looks when I'm back in the States and I hated having to explain the thing. Oh, I didn't even know it existed. Well, yeah, it does. But well, um, there's only a couple Americans on the team and blah, blah, blah. You know, like I hate it. So I just started like, and it's always from someone who doesn't know you and someone who doesn't even really care. (laughs) You know, they're just asking to like, because they want to tell you what they do is really the, the thing. And it's such a, a backwards question of like, what do you do for a living? Like, no, it's what do you do for money is the literal question. And so I just started, what do you do for a living? I said, man, I live, I'm living for a living. What do you do? And so I guess that's a little background on the brand name. Um, And so long story longer, you feel me? Um, I I don't think Kanye's, I think Kanye's at peace right now. As as weird as that sounds, I, I think he is. I think he knows what's going on. I think he wants to put himself on the right side of things. And so... So when and if it does happen, like he's at, at total peace. And so I'm hyped for this new album, though, because, I mean, as I listen to Ye now um, with some of these ideas, like I, I didn't listen to it the same way when it came out. Um, but as I listen to it now, I'm like, damn, like I, get, I feel like I understand him like a teeny bit better, you know, and that's what's cool about lyrics and music and just time is as time goes on you can you can understand some shit that you didn't understand in the past and see it from a different angle and so i feel i feel that's kind of where kanye's at right now and i mean i wish him the best you know i don't want anybody to be in struggle mode or anything like that but i also think he's at peace at the same time, if that makes sense. Ah, 
And so, yeah, that's that's the answer to that question, Jason, my guy. I appreciate the question, homie. Um, and what else? Let's see. Let's switch a little gears on it. We talked vlog. We talked that. You know, um, it's just a random thought that I've been having with everything. And I, I've alluded to it before. But an issue we got going on right now in the States and, and the world, I guess. But I'm more tuned into the States with everything, you know. Um, but just with every, but it's especially over there, it's so damn polar. And everything's so black or white. And I don't mean from the race side. Everybody wants to make everything into 100%. 100% good or 100% bad. Because then once you do that, you don't have to think anymore. It's just, oh, that's 100% good, so that's good. And that's 100% bad, and that's bad. And then the thought is over. And it goes back to the, it's not black or white, it's shades of gray. You know, there's, there's very few things that are 100% good. And very few things that are 100% bad. You know what I mean? Um, like, for example, you know, I was just having this conversation with my buddy about the Black Lives Matter movement and or organization, I should say, first. And to me, like, I, I don't support the Black Lives Matter organization one fucking bit. Um, I support the statement, the sentence, a million percent. Like, I'll ride with the statement and the sentence forever. I think I've said that before. But, but I also can acknowledge that the organization has brought about a lot of awareness to people. You know, I don't agree with the way they're handling the money. I don't agree with their, what I believe is their actual motives. Um, I, I don't agree with a lot of those things. I think those things are bad. But I also think that they've done a lot to bring some awareness to this thing and provided a platform, which is great. And so see that how that works? Like it, it can be good over here, but it can also be bad over here. You know, like there, it isn't, it isn't the best thing or the worst thing. It's eh, a little bit of both. You know what I'm saying? And you know, the same thing goes with like a Trump guy, you know, any politician, but Trump especially is it's crazy. At this point, Trump, depending on who you ask, on one side or the other, Trump is either uh, the next Hitler or he is sent from Jesus. It's like, what? Dude, the next Hitler or sent from Jesus. I mean, that's about as 100% bad or 100% good as you can get, right? You feel me? Like, and... Uh, Theo Vaughn and, and, uh, Tim Dillon. Yeah. They were talking about it on Theo's podcast this week. And maybe I'll share a little clip of that. If I can find it, it, I loved what they were saying is like, the reality is he, he's like in the middle. Like, why can't he just be this kind of trickster businessman with some different motives and you know, who really knows what they are? Um, like how, why does it have to be so extreme and so polar? And that's just, you know, a couple examples for this 100% thing, but it ultimately boils down to getting back to last week's episode. Like people don't have to think then like once something is 100% good or bad, like there's no more thought behind it. It's just, that's how it is. And that's how I think. And Next topic, what's for dinner? <laughs> and, um, but yeah, I mean, with Trump, like, staying on the Trump thing for a quick minute is, you know, he had the interview with, I don't know his name, Chris Matthews. No, Chris Matthews is the guy from... I don't, Andy Matt, I don't know who the guy's name is. I don't care about guys in the media. He had some interview I've seen. You guys know what the one I'm talking about is. And he's talking about, no, uh, Trump is saying, no, we have the, the, the best mortality rate in the world. We have the best mortality rate in the world. Da, 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 da. No, here, get, get the, get the thing, get the thing here. We have the best mortality rate in the world. See, look, it's like, bro, we, we don't, 
Like, we don't. We're not the worst, though. No, we're not the worst. But just being not the worst doesn't mean you are the best. You know, I think we're at, like, the seventh or eighth. Um, you know, and uh, numbers are a little interesting. But, yeah, that's I'll rock with it. We're seventh or eighth, whatever, you know. Anybody who dies with the antibody gets ruled as a COVID death. Hospitals get paid extra if they do die with it. But yeah, that's not the point. Um, there was a guy in California who died of a motorcycle accident, got ruled as a COVID death. Not the point. <laughs> but anyway, the point is, is Trump sounds like an idiot there. Like an absolute idiot, dude. Like, come on, man. Like, it doesn't make sense. You're arguing some stuff. And his, his little interview with Dave, Dave Portnoy from Barstool, you know, he, he I loved, he was candid with, he said like, yes, sometimes I look back at some of the stuff I tweet and I'm like, oh, I really said that? <laughs> like, you know, at least that was cool. But then on the flip side, Trump is getting ready to sign the executive order to lower pharma, uh, prescription drug prices if the pharmaceutical company, you know, if, if people don't step up and do it themselves, he's going to put a cap on insulin. He's going to, which is so necessary. And because I mean, the U S pharma game, big pharma game is, I mean, we all know that, right? Like we can all acknowledge that that's just a huge hustle in our country. And you know, the middlemen are just getting stupid rich and you know, the, the guy, I forget what his name was, but he bought like the rights to the EpiPens five, ten years ago. Don't quote me on this. I didn't research this one. I'm sorry. I'm just speaking off the top of my head. And he, he raised the price because he was the only one who had, who was selling them. He had the monopoly. He raised the price like 300%. That's just a guess. I don't, don't, don't fact. He raised the price a lot. And so just because he could, because there was no other alternative. And so we got to bring, you know, we're, we have the highest prices for any developed country in the world, which is absurd, you know, for all of us claiming that we're such a great country. And, and in, in certain ways we are, it's not all good and it's not all bad. It's not 100%. It's not black or white, but like with Trump, like, so he does that. I haven't heard a peep. I haven't seen a post. I haven't heard nothing from that, you know, that. Seems to me like that's going to help a lot of people, right? But we can't acknowledge that because if we acknowledge that, then that means he's a little bit good and he's not 100% evil like we want him to be. And so, you know, it's just, I don't know. I had to get that off my chest. And then moving one last thing with my guy, Trump. <laughs> my guy, he's not my guy, <laughs> but... He is entertaining. I will admit that. And the U.S., like, U.S., we asked for this. All right. We fucking asked for Trump to be the president with the way reality TV goes and the way we allow businesses to be shady, big businesses to be shady and all of those things. And we let the richest motherfuckers put their money in offshore accounts so they don't have to pay taxes as much and we let Amazon and all those guys off the hook because, man, we let this happen. All right. So, man, like I said, man, stop all the complaining because we, this is a, 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 a result from what we have done. Okay. But with Trump, you know, and this, this is the funny one. This is the funny one with Trump and it's ironic. He wished Gisleen, whatever the fuck her name is, the stupid pedophile helper herself, right-hand woman, Maxwell, she, he wished her well. And this isn't getting no media coverage, though. No media coverage. Because you know why? Because in order to get media coverage about this, they got to talk about the pedophiles. And the media doesn't want to do that. Because guess what? The pedophiles are got the media in their pocket all the rich motherfuckers. And so he, he wished her well. And so he's getting some shit for that. And it's, it's just a quick little blip, you know, if, if it does come on. And I was like, yo, what is he doing? Because I mean, 
The reason Epstein's trial got brought up so quick when he came to power was because of Trump. Like, Trump knows what's going on, and I'm not saying he's not 100% innocent in some shit, but I don't think, if I, I, at least from my perspective, if I'm part of the gang, I'm not trying to get one of my gang members outed and convicted and killed. And so, you know, he, he wished, he wished Maxwell well, and you know, people are trying to read into that and what, uh, how Trump is this, you know, I heard Schultz's thing, which I love Andrew Schultz, but I, I didn't really agree with his take on the, how they're doing that kind of thing, but I get what he's doing. I don't think he even agrees with that. He's just got to say it that way. Um, but a couple of the things I've been reading and seeing, and again, this is some alternative conspiracy stuff. Um, you know, he also did not like pretended like he didn't know nothing about Prince Andrew when like five years ago, he talked about the Island and Prince Andrew will know a lot about it. Um, is I think he's just he's playing the game right now with the pedo stuff because he doesn't want to come out there and like really blow it up yet. You know, I think that this is just again my opinion. I think he's got something brewing with that. And supposedly from some of the things I've been reading, like wishing someone well is kind of like code words and I don't know if it was FBI or CIA, you know, I can't, I don't, I'm sorry. Like this podcast is more just me to talk about some stuff. Like I'm not researching all day, every day to be a truther on YouTube, you know, like I'm just bringing you like, so anything I say, don't take it seriously. I don't give a fuck, but if look it up also, you know, like, um, but supposedly like wishing somebody well is like kind of code for like, you're fucked basically. Um, and I also think in a way, like he's wishing her well in a sarcastic, ironic way, meaning like, I hope you stay alive. Unlike Epstein's suicide. Um, so that way we can really get the dirt on people. And like, I hope she has to, I hope she lives. I don't think she will. She's going to kill herself and guards aren't going to be there somehow. And the cameras are going to be off somehow. Um, it's amazing what some money can do in the U S I mean, or anywhere, you know, that's, and so I think that's what he means when he says, I wish him well. Um, but yeah, I mean, the thing I just said, it's amazing what money can do in the States or anywhere. You know, I, I was, I've been talking with some friends, you know, from all over Venezuela, Pakistan, Brazil, wherever, you know, some places that have some some corruption, like known corruption in their governments and in their police. And, you know, they, they like, it's just open common knowledge for everybody in those countries. And then I'll explain some things that the U S does and has gotten caught doing, but no one really knows. And they'll be like, damn, like you guys are just as corrupt as us. And I was like, yeah, bro. Like we're just really fucking good at it. Like we're so good at the corruption that a majority of the people don't even know what's happening. Like you guys just kind of, you guys are good at the corruption, but you guys kind of suck at it in a way because everybody just knows. And so, you know, I mean, that's a, like a funny little thing about something that's not really funny, to be honest. Um, let me fill, fill up the last little sip of this Bernard's. Oh, that was a shitty pour. So let me, I'm going to get into one more, yeah, get into the next question from my guy, Dan pomp, my guy, you know, he asked me now that I got to Czech Republic, he's like, yo, why, why'd you switch teams? Like, what's the deal? Like, how come you keep switching teams or whatever? Because the, it's not really like common knowledge of what's going on in European football in the States. Like no one, no one really gets it unless you've been here and lived it. Um, and done it and it's kind of like juco football to be honest shout out to all my juco guys because if you never went to juco you don't know what the fuck that life is like and it's a grind and a struggle but a, a beautiful grind and a struggle you know and so and I guess maybe some other people are wondering that too and um, the, the main reason for switching teams 
is, you know, I was two seasons in Portugal, two seasons in Poland, this one season in Spain or half a season in Spain. And it's, you know, it's not like college or whatever where you are like locked in, you know, it's professional. And so with, with Portugal, that was like such an amazing time for me. Uh, those two years, we we didn't lose in Portugal. The only game we lost was Danube Dragons in Austria, who were just a better team than we were. Um, although we gave them a run for their money, and those Austrians tried to hustle us. I still, man, it was hot as fuck during that game. They didn't give us water on the sideline until like 10 minutes into the first quarter, maybe five minutes into the first quarter. The film they sent us to scout them was from two games, completely out of order and intercut from two games. And so I went up to the, and I think we ended up losing, I want to say like 60 to 38 or something like that. Um, My guy Colin balled out, had like four touchdowns. I couldn't guard him. They were double covering him, still couldn't guard him. And, you know, we had a chance going into the fourth quarter and then just kind of, they had bigger, stronger dudes, and we just we ran out of steam in the end. And um, but I went up to the coach after I said, "Coach, yo, good game." I just want to let you know, like I didn't really appreciate the the way you guys kind of tried to screw us, you know, with the water and the film. Like I I know I know you know what you did. And this Austrian motherfucker, oh, American thinks you know everything. That's horrible Austrian accent, but you know, it was just like, all right, all right, coach, have a good one. You know, I just had to let him know, you know, as you, as you can tell, if you've been listening, if you've been watching, I got no problem saying what I'm thinking. And if I'm wrong, I'll admit to, I'll be the first one to own up to it. But anyway, why I switched the teams, um, you know, after those two years in Portugal, we won two championships. It was, it was kind of, it was just time for something new. Even though those are like I love those guys and I love that team and like I want to live in Lisbon permanently when I'm all said and done and retired or whatever. But it just was time for something new and Poland came up right after the season, um, and then Poland the second after that year it was you know again it just it it felt like it was time to move on and so it's it's not you know there's sometimes like with with what happened in Finland and I'm not going to get into it right now i'd like to bring up a some other topic to explain it better um and it's a it's a story in itself man all my guys in finland you you know what really happened there and um but it's just at, at some point myself i just know it's time to move on i know whether whether it be from a coaching side a playing side a living side like i need something new you know, my, my buddy Andre Amari, who was the head coach in Lisbon, said, you know, he, he's always gone through, he'll be at a job for nine months, ten months, and then switch jobs. And he just said he was always like, it was something like he didn't have anything else left to learn at that job. And so he wanted to learn something new. And I, I relate to that. And it's kind of like there was something new to to move on to. And, and so that's that's why I've been switching teams and doing this thing and you know it's not like uh I have a a few ideas in mind for where I'd like to play in the future and we'll see what comes of that but um that's the main reason for switch is for me for switching teams it's never really never really about the money you know like I went from Poland making some good bread to Finland I was making good money too uh, wasn't the contract that was the issue. Um, it was the coach. Um, another American guy. All right, I'll get into it later, though. And um, I won't I won't put him on blast yet. Like, he put me on blast. Um, but it's, it's coming, buddy. It's coming. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was just what, for whatever, for whatever reason, it was, it was time to move on. And I went from Finland making good money to Spain making shit money, you know. And so for me, it's not about the money. It's more just about learning and living and playing, you know. At some point, it's time to move on. I probably just said move on like 20 times in that one answer. And so, yeah, Pomp, that's that's why, my guy. Um, 
appreciate you asking that too. You know, I, I, uh, I also, I don't appreciate, I still will remember this to the day, our first game versus Westchester, my senior year, when we called quarterback sneak and instead of you were right guard and instead of stepping down to the left, like a wedge on QB sneak, you stepped out right. And so I went heads with their like all American 250 pound middle linebacker. I don't know how I didn't break my neck. Um, but yo, I got that touchdown. I talked some shit after that. <laughs> but no, bro. Um, thanks for the for, thanks for the comment or thanks for the question. And I, I appreciated our little combo we had, you know. Um, so yeah, what else? I got anything else here? I mean, I'm running. I, I want to try and keep this under an hour. So we'll just get into the third, the third question then, and from my buddy Fish, also a New Haven guy. He coached, uh, coached in Poland with me, and I'm super grateful for him and has helped me from the O line perspective of offensive coordinating and coaching uh, here in Europe. And he sent me an article, and I'll put it up here. But it says, you know, the Saratoga Civil War statue demolished by vandals. Basically, it was a 145-year-old monument that honored local Union troops. My buddy's fish is from upstate New York. And this monument was demolished, or not demolished, but like teared down and ruined because it broke and it was made out of zinc and copper or something like that. And so they said it's irreparable. They're going to have to just replace it if they want. And they don't know who did it or anything like that. But with all the shit going on right now with removing statues and taking them down and blah, 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 blah. Like just something to be mad about. But for me, it's like we're like you're taking down a, a, a statue that's honoring the Union troops who from what I remember reading in this thing, like they were through they were they were in the entire civil war from like start to finish and didn't finally like get out of it until the Confederacy surrendered and you're tearing that down. Like, like I get tearing some of these ones that are maybe honoring slave owners and things like that. You know, like I I can, I can see the, the reasoning behind it. I don't necessarily agree with it because it's, part of our history and also Theo Vaughn and Tim Dillon talked about this. I'm kind of stealing a little bit of their ideas to be honest, but like it's part of our history and it's fucked up, but it's still part of our history that we need to remember. And just because someone is a statue in my opinion, I don't know it, this is a weird tricky thing. Like I don't, I don't just see a statue of somebody and I'm like, Oh, that person was the best back to the hundred. That person was a hundred percent the best, you know, like I don't. And so I don't know. I, I just don't, I just don't see all the, like, it's just a slippery slope to me of like, okay, we got to tear down every statue now. Like we got to, like what what's the what's the threshold? What's the dividing line of statues that are allowed? You know, and before all this politically correct bullshit, soft motherfucker shit came through, did anyone ever care about a statue? Like the people that are pulling these statues down, they don't even know who the person is. You know what I mean? Like they don't even know. And so it's just something to be mad about. Like people just like to have something to be mad about at this point in life. And it's sad. You know, I, I'm the opposite. I wake up every day. I'm like, yo, what am I going to be happy about today? You know, I always ask on Twitter or, or Facebook or whatever. It's like, yo, what, what are you happy about today? Or if, if, if there wasn't any media, if there wasn't any news, what would you actually be mad about today? Like, Cause there's, there's stuff to be mad about. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that, but like people are just inventing stuff and that's how you know you're living good. If you're inventing things to be mad about, 
you're living pretty good. You know, I was in Nepal for a month and like, I mean, some people are living good. Like, I'm not saying it's like, it's a third world country, but it's not like, um, I mean, some people are really, really struggling. Don't get me wrong, but a majority of people like have food and shelter and this and that, but also not a lot to go with it either. But they don't have all this crazy shit to be mad about. Like, and as a whole, Nepal is probably one of the most happy places I've ever been and most friendly places that I've ever been and most smiling people. I mean, the Nepalese to me are, are some of the best people I know. You know, my guy Sanjuk, I miss you, bro. Um, miss your energy and Yuri and, and Season and, and Mr. Robin and the whole fam, bro. I miss all y'all. Um, and so, you know, but that's, I bring that up because over there, like, there's still a little bit more of just a everyday life struggle. And so the idea of like a statue being this thing I'm going to f- be so mad about that I need a protest and I need to tear it down. Like it, that just shows you how good life really is in the U.S. And I know also there's a lot of people in poverty in the U.S., and a lot of people, like, I get it. I'm just, overall, I'm talking right now. And and so with, with this statue being brought down, I mean, I don't know who did it. We don't know who did it. But it's just probably coming from an ignorant place in my perspective. Or it's also with all this rioting and bullshit that's going on in the U.S. Like, it's just providing people... And I think more so younger kids who just want to cause trouble. Like, bro, I might have been one of these kids when I was 18 years old. Like, yo, let's go break some shit. (laughs) You know, like, because we can. I mean, like, that's like, uh, and then, like, I had a great childhood growing up. But I'm just thinking if I was angry and then 18, like, I might really want to break some shit. And just because it's fun and it's like cool to do and you're going to get away, you know, you're going to get away with it. You know, I mean, (laughs) growing up, (laughs) me and my homie Elliot, (laughs) my mom hated me going over to Elliot's house when I was younger because I'm talking like elementary, middle school, like his dad was hardly ever home or if his dad was home to start, like his dad would always leave. And so like Elliot's house was like freedom. Like we did whatever we wanted, but Elliot and I's favorite game, not favorite, but Elliot's I, one of our favorite things to do, we'd go out at night, be like 10, 11 at night. And he had, I don't know why he had these like long metal poles in his garage and like the big water jugs, you know, like the water jugs that you have at like offices and they had those in their house for water. And me and Elliot would take water jugs and metal poles and just go into the middle of the street in the neighborhood and just fucking throw them down. And they make a lot, (laughs) a lot of noise. (laughs) And we just like, we did that probably once a week just because we were shitty little kids, you know? Like, I mean, we were good kids, but, like, that's just what you do. You want to fuck shit up when you're a kid. You know, we'd light fireworks off. We had the one time where... <laughs> Damn, I forgot about this. Um, we had, a, like, a giant smoke bomb. And we lit it off. Like, it's, like, I don't know, way after 4th of July. And fireworks are still illegal where I live. And... We light the firework and we're just like kicking it down the street, just kicking it. And my homie Ross, <laughs> dumbass Ross, bro, fucking, he accidentally steps on it. And so he steps on it and it like, the smoke bomb turns into like a fireball now that's just rolling down the hill <laughs> in just a residential suburbia <laughs> cul-de-sac neighborhood. And... So someone called the fire department because there's a fireball rolling down the street. And of course, Elliot's dad wasn't home. And <laughs> and so the fire department like came to the door 
and us shitty little kids were all hiding behind the couch. We made sure we locked all the doors, hiding behind the couch, and knocking. <laughs> just, shh, shh, shh. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Hearts just fucking beating out of our chest. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's a little story time. I didn't plan on getting into that, but um, basically, like, you know, kids are going to be kids, like, people like, and you want to destroy shit when you're young. And so I think a lot of the rioting and, and that kind of stuff is, has some of that in it. You know, people who don't give a fuck about the cause and what's going on, but just want to destroy some stuff and get away with it and know they will and do it in the name of whatever, which sucks for the organization and for the movement because it doesn't reflect really what they're doing. Um, and like the funny to, to wrap up the funny little story or not funny, but to wrap up the little thing, the perfect example of all of this going on. But yeah, just a example of, you know, talking about the riots and destruction and all that stuff. And Listen, man, I know most of the protests are peaceful and all that stuff, but there's still some bullshit going on, you know, and everyone who's saying that the the police or tactical squads or whatever that are coming into these places, um, taking up innocent people, like I'm not saying they're not, but they're coming in for a reason and it's some destruction that's happening. And so, and everyone's like, well, why are they doing it? And it's like, what? What do you mean? Why? Like, what you would you rather that the city burns down? Like, what is the? I don't know. I don't get it. But the the full circle things is, I guess, a Seattle radio host like mocked Trump. You know, when he sent in the people. And listen, I don't agree with taking random people, citizens, off of the streets and doing all of that. Like, I don't agree with that either. I think. Yeah, but he said, you know, it's it's all it's all peaceful. Nothing is, um, there's no destruction and all these things that are going on. Chill, dog. That's what this radio host said. And then like a week later or something, rioters torched his apartment building and like fucked up the Starbucks and he tweeted something that was like, all right, enough is enough. <laughs> it's like, that's the, that's the thing with this far left bullshit is, and the, the media that perpetrates it is they don't give a fuck about the people or what's actually happening unless it happens to them. And so, you know, he, he gets his, his apartment torched and the star is Starbucks next to him. He's like, Oh, we need to, all right, enough is enough. Let's calm down. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, just so hypocritical. And it's, it's just, it's, you know, it's turning people into robots even more and so emotional, which Go back. If you're emotional, you are controllable. 100%. If you're easily offended, you're the most controllable person in the world. Like, I could control you so easily and get you to do what I want if you're easily offended and you're emotional. It's crazy. Um, and you're getting played. Just straight up. You're getting played. If you're emotional about everything, you're getting played. And uh, But I saw someone on Facebook post a video of like cops going through this city and just like beating the shit out. Like they're walking through and they're just beating this dude, beating this like, and just moving on, just beating them and moving on. And there's like a wave of the cops going through. And then these G the cop cars come by and someone gets out, kind of beats them and then just moves them off the street. And so then the caption says that, you know, the cops are being so aggressive. They're beating them. They're not even arresting them. This is how you know it's out of control. Da 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 da. This is America now was part of the caption to this video. The video is from Serbia. You can see the street signs. You can see the cop car. If you zoom in, pause it. Serbian has its own alphabet. You can see it. And but these dumbass emotional motherfuckers. Or this is America. It's like, dude, it's not like, and I'm not saying what's going on in 
the U.S. because I've seen some clips of some stuff that's fucked up. And so I'm not saying that that isn't happening because I got to say that because that's the, you guys, if you watched last episode, you know, the robot response is, so are you saying this? If you say this, it means you're saying that. It's like, no, okay. But if you're going to share a clip talking shit about the cops and then say, this is America, at least make the clip be from America. Holy shit. You know what I mean? I feel better now. You know, I said I was having one of those days. I don't know if it's the beer or just getting this out, but, um, yeah, I feel, I feel good now. feel great. Um, but I think, you know, let's, let's, let's wrap it up here today. As always, I'm gonna make a quick wrap up. Not like always never make a quick wrap up. I always get into some tangent but I'm, I'm good now. As always, appreciate you, love you, support you, whoever you are, whatever you believe, whatever you think, as long as you're thinking, I got love for you. And thank you for supporting me. Thank you for listening to me. Episode 21 in the books. And if you got some questions, comments, concerns, whatever, I'd appreciate you sending those in as well. We'll answer them on answer them on next uh maybe this ipa is kind of strong i don't know we'll answer them on the next episode 22 all right let my guy call and write us out oh how'd you like my singing i thought i kind of killed that shit to be honest watch out i got a prediction another crazy prediction in 11 years from now colin and i are going to produce a hit song And it's going to be unlike anything that's ever happened before. So that'll be in 2031. The U.S. might not exist. (laughs) So I don't know. Call, we might be doing it from somewhere else. I'm just kidding, kind of. But yeah, again, much love, y'all. Peace. Have a great one.